What is God calling you to do? Whose lives will change because you said, I'm in, to your purpose? If you're wondering what your next step is, you might want to join us right now and find out. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And as always, we are so glad that you are joining us today, wherever you are, uh, wherever you are. Um, You know what? I've got a question for you. Uh, We asked this last week. Um, I'm going to ask it today, and I'm going to ask it the next couple of weeks as well. And so I want to know, are you in? Are you in? And some of you uh, learned last week, you have no idea what it is. Some of you learned last week that, hey man, I'm already in. I've been in since uh, day one, you know, but, uh, you know, I just want to know, are you in? Because that's what we're asking. You know, we're looking at four different qualities on how our God sees you and all of the begin with the letters I in, in. And so uh, we are asking you if you are in. I want to show you where we're going. Uh, last week, we, we looked at the reality that, that I'm invited, that you are invited to the family of God. Okay. This week, we're going to look at the truth of the matter that you are invaluable to God's work. Uh, everybody can say, I'm invaluable. Next week, we're going to look at the reality that you are influential for, for God's glory. And in the final week, I hope you're going to see that you are invested in God's work. Okay. So, But today's episode, I want to talk to you about the reality that you are invaluable to God's work. Now, to be really, really clear, invaluable doesn't mean not valuable. In fact, it's the opposite. It means that you are uniquely valuable to God. You are valuable just because you are you. You're a child of God, okay? So you are in, invaluable. Uh, Jesus told a parable about a shepherd that had 100 sheep, and one of, them, one of the sheep wandered away. And the shepherd loved that one so much that he left the 99 to go after the one. The one was that valuable to the shepherd, okay? Think about it this way. Let's pretend I have a bracelet, one of them little simple rubber bracelets, maybe say as WWJD on them or whatever cause it might be for, okay? And uh, you can pick them up for very cheap, right? Let's say if I have um, 100 of them, all right, and I lost one. And if I lost one, I wouldn't care that much because I got another 99 and they didn't cost me much. But you are not a bracelet, okay? You are a child of God. Now, I have two children, and if I lost one, I wouldn't say, hey, where's my, where's my son? Hey, can I, I can't find my son. Well, I got another one, so who really cares? You know, I'll just move on, right? I would never do that because of both of my children are uniquely valuable to my heart. And you're valuable to God because you are you. You are uniquely created by God. You're invaluable just because of who you are, okay? You're a child of God. But you're not just valuable because of who you are. You're also valuable because you were created for a purpose. You were created to make a difference in God's church as God's church. And that is why we at our church say every week that we are praying for each and every person that shows up or watches online or listens to a podcast that you are doing what you're doing right now in this moment for a reason and a purpose. And we're praying God shows you what that is, all right? Uh, today's episode um, is kind of difficult to talk about because it's 
uh, so difficult for so many people to believe in because when you when we look at the at the church, we we look at everything that everybody else does. We often feel like we're not really good enough or talented enough, spiritual enough or smart enough to make a difference. When we look at everybody else and see how incredible they are and they can quote scriptures in their prayers and they pray prayers that make God go, "Man, now that was a good prayer," right? And they're and they're powerful and they're flowing, right? And we're insecure, and we don't know that much, and sometimes we make mistakes, and then we make bigger mistakes. And the lie that so many of us believe when it comes to the church is this. If I weren't here, it wouldn't really matter that much. If I wasn't here doing my little part, it wouldn't make that big of a difference. My prayer is that you will see that you are invaluable to God's work. You are uniquely prepared with divine gifts, with passions, with talents, Okay? When God created you, he put you at this moment in history because it's at this time that you can best glorify God. You are invaluable to God's work. In fact, I want to show you uh, a metaphor from the Apostle Paul. He was talking to the Corinthians, and they would have felt like a lot of us. Many of the Corinthians were not born of noble birth. Okay, Many were slaves. They weren't highly educated. They weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouths. If you're not sure what that means, ask your grandma or Google it. Okay, <laughs> so, so they may have felt insecure about how they could make a difference. And, and Paul gave them this metaphor, and he compared the church or the people of God to a human body. And this is what he said in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. We'll start with there. It says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. The human body has many parts, Right. You've got an ear, you've got an eye, maybe a nose, a mouth, a hand, a thumb, an elbow, knee, so on and so on, right? Human body has many, many parts. But all these different parts make up one body. And as he, was, as he was comparing the body parts of the human being to his family, or the metaphor, the body of Christ. Now, I'll try to explain it to you this way, okay? Uh, I'm going to play kind of a little bit of a game. Uh, so uh, I want you guys to play along with me a little bit, okay? I'm, I'm going to give you a name of an animal, Okay. And you're going to, um, what I want you to do is take that name of the animal and think about what that group of animals would be. So if you, the first one's an elephant, okay? If you had a bunch of elephants, what would they be called? Okay, the answer is a herd, okay? Uh, another one is lions. They're called a pride. Leopards, okay? They're called actually a leap. I, w- I would have never got that one unless I looked it up, okay? Cheetahs, okay? Uh, some of you might be thinking of Cheetos. No, they're not Cheetos, okay? It's actually a coalition, okay? Donkeys, they are a pace, okay? A pace of donkeys. Crows, maybe some of you know that one. They're murders of crows, right? Murder of crows. And the last one I have is a vulture, okay? The group of vultures is a committee, okay? Uh, this is why we switched to having teams here at Chandler Acres. We didn't want to have a bunch of vultures flying around everywhere. No, I'm just joking. That's not why we switched. I'm kidding. Uh, I don't mean that meanly. Uh, but we did switch to teams, but that's not why, okay? But anyway, so what do we see about this? Each animal on its own has one name. But when you get a group of animals together, they take on a new identity, okay? Kind of let that sink in for a second. A single animal has one name, but a group together takes on a new identity, So what do you call a person who has submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ? You might call that person a Christian, or you you might say they're a disciple, or maybe a follower of Christ, okay? But what do you call a group of Christians gathered together, worshiped God, empowered by his spirit to make a difference in this world? You might call them the church, 
Or Paul might call them the body of Christ, right? On your own, you're just a disciple. But when you gather together with other spirit-filled, word-empowered believers, you take on a new identity, okay? You are his body. In other words, you are his hands when you serve people in his name. You are his feet when you take the message gospel into places you've, it's never been before. You are his mouth when you lift up others with the goodness and encouragement of who Christ is. You are his heart when you express his love to people who are hurting or, or feel far from God. Okay? You are an invaluable part of the body of Christ. Anytime your enemy tells you you're not important or you're not good enough, you just step back and say, no, my God created me. He sent his son for me. His spirit dwells within me. Okay? I'm an invaluable part of the body of Christ. What I hope you'll understand and embrace is this, that every part of the body matters. Every part matters. And it's almost as if the Apostle Paul, when he was writing, could sense the reality that some people might feel like, well, I'm not, I'm not that important, or what I do doesn't matter that much. And if I weren't here, it wouldn't really make that much of a difference at all. Because look at what uh, the Spirit led Paul to write. I want you to listen to this, okay? Can, uh, we're going to continue in 1 Corinthians. We're going to jump to verse 14. Here's what it says. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? See, I love this portion of scripture because so often we feel like, my part doesn't make that big of a difference. And, and I like the way Paul contrasts the ear to the eye because if you're the ear, you might get jealous of the eye, okay? Think about how much attention the eye gets, how overlooked the ear is, right? Think about that. The eye gets all the attention, right? No one's ever had an ear-to-ear -ear conversation, right? Right? No one in love is ever glaringly, longly, uh, longed into someone's ear, Right? And if they do, you should probably break up with that person because that's not normal, right? Think about the movies that you've seen. Have you ever seen The Hills Have Ears? Or For Your Ears Only, okay? Think about this. Beauty is in the ear of the beholder. Or I've got bedroom ears. I've got stars in my ears. You know, I could do this all day, right? <laughs> You're the apple of my ears. The ear could so easily say, I'm not that important. But if the ear said it and there was no ear there'd be nobody to hear it, right? Every part of the body matters, every single part. Your part, your role, your presence, your voice, your opinion, your contribution, it all matters in the family of God. And this is what Paul said. He went on to say uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, 22, he says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Those that other people overlook those that never get any airtime, those that aren't on the stage and most visible are often the most necessary parts of the body because, listen to what Paul says as he goes on in verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Each of you is a part of it. Every single part matters. Your own role matters to the heart of God and it matters in the body. Now, I did some research on body parts that are kind of overlooked and get less airtime, kind of kind of like on the hand, okay? The thumb gets a lot of attention. You, you can play thumb games like thumb wrestling, or you can put your thumb up in the air and hitch a ride, right? Okay? The pointer finger, 
right? Gets, gets a lot of attention. You, you can point to people say, Hey, I need to talk to you or you or you, or you can raise it up in the air and say, Hey, I'm number one, right? Unless your team is not very good. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the middle finger, uh, you know, obviously we know some things it can be used for, right? It has plenty of uses, but most are, are, are not for the glory of God, right? Uh, there's the ring finger that gets a, a lot of our attention, right? You get the, you get to put on the wedding ring and the ladies get to show their diamond ring off or whatever their wedding ring is, right? And then you have the poor little pinky. It goes wee, wee, wee all the way home, right? No attention at all. But did you know that 50% of your hand strength actually comes from your pinky? The part that no one ever really talks about creates 50% of the hand strength. There's another little part uh, in your body. It's called the uvula. Um, that little dangly thing that's back in the back of your throat, right? You know what I'm talking about? That little thing, uh, that's called your uvula. Uh, over a lifetime, it will create about uh, enough of saliva to fill up two entire swimming pools, okay? Now, I don't know how big the pools are. didn't say when I looked it up. It could be baby pools. It could be Olympic-sized swimming pools, okay? But it doesn't get much play. But if you need to go swimming, man, it's, it's all, your, all your bag, right? That is just gross just thinking about that, right? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't know anybody who also would say, hey, I'm going I'm to choose body parts. I want to be armpit hair. You know, if, if you want armpit hair, you're probably staring lovingly into someone's ears. Just saying, okay? But the armpit hair actually diffuses your odor to make you more naturally attractive to a potential mate. Some of you, you just tried to smell your armpit while you're driving, right? Uh, I'm going to bet, you know? I thank God for my armpit hair. I do. Your part matters in the body of Christ, and it's often the parts that are least visible or seem like they're not that important that are actually the most important. Here's what I hope you understand. Just because what you do may not be visible does not mean that it's not important, okay? Just because other people don't see it or don't know about it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter to God or matter to all types of other people. You may be an invisible prayer warrior. You spend tons of time seeking God and nobody knows, but week after week when lives are changed and week after week when people say yes to the grace of Jesus, it's so often because your private faith has touched our God and public miracles are viewed because of what you did behind the scenes. You may do something so simple as to help someone feel loved, smile at someone, right? Pick up a piece of trash for someone. It may not be incredibly visible, but just because it's not visible does not mean it's not important. So often, some of the most important things that happen are actually the parts of the body that are least celebrated or least visible. Other people may not ever know what your gift does, you know, that, that they may never know that you prayed for them. You, you may never know that your investment in a, in a teenager on a youth group night, okay, at your church or whatever organization you're part, organization you're part of, you, you may never know uh, the impact of that. You may never know that one smile when someone walked in into church and felt so nervous, so uncomfortable, so afraid to be in the building, that one moment of saying, hey, welcome, help them come back again. Just because what you do is not visible does not mean it's not important. You are invaluable to the work of God. You're valuable because you're a child of God. But you're also practically valuable because you have gifts. Okay? You have talent. You're a part of the body of Christ. The church is incomplete without your contribution. You're, you're called by God. You're chosen by God. You're capable of doing what God has created you to do. You're a part of his body. Think about this. Have you ever been asleep at night and maybe you laid on your arm the wrong way or something and you woke up and your hand or your arm was asleep? 
Okay, you know what I'm talking about? That arm is part of the body, but if the arm is asleep, it's essentially paralyzed. It's dormant. It's useless, right, until it wakes up. So can I just say, you're a part of the body of Christ, but if you're not using the gifts that God has given you, you've gone to sleep, okay? That part of the body is now useless. You're not living out your divine calling, your function, your role, your part, your position. If that's you, please wake up. Wake up. You're an invaluable part. You've got something unique to offer that no one else does. If you're one part of the body and you're asleep, the rest of the body has to work harder. Others are putting on putting more in because you're not doing your role. Something that God wants to be done isn't being done. Somebody that God wants to reach may not be in reach. Somebody that God wants to hear the gospel may not hear the gospel because your part of the body has fallen asleep. Wake up. You see, church is not a building that we go to. It's not an institution we're just a part of, okay? We're, li- we're, we're living, we are a living body of Christ, okay? We are the church. We don't go to a church to meet our needs. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And we meet the needs of people all over this world. That's what we do. That's who we are. You're an invaluable part of the body of Christ. And you may say, well, but I messed up, Dan, but I I don't know enough. And my life has so many dark spots in them. You don't know about my past. Well, listen, your past does not disqualify you from being used by God. You see, so often your past actually prepares you for what God is calling you to do. You've been prepared, okay? Whatever you've been through, Listen, if you know the grace of Jesus and you know how to love somebody, you are prepared to be a part of of God's body. Your contribution matters, okay? If you're still in progress, you're, you're even better prepared. We often get so intimidated by the perfect spiritual people that come in and everything floats when they walk in a room. Listen, if things don't float when you come in the room, you are prepared to make a difference, okay? So what do you think could happen if every part of the body engaged in ministry? What do you think could be different in our communities if we saw our role as, a, as significant and invaluable to the work of God? You see, your presence matters. Okay, I have two kids, a son-in-law, a daughter-in-law, two grandkids, three dogs, three da- grand dogs, one grand cat, and I think one grand lizard. Okay, uh, If we have family night and one of them is not there, it is incomplete. If one person's not there, my family is incomplete. Your presence Today matters to the heart of God, okay? You are part of his family. Your story matters. Your gifts matter. Your talents matter. What do you think would be possible if all of us stepped up to do what we're uniquely created to do? Think of what is possible. Think of what is possible. If you would recognize that you matter to God, that he has given you gifts, that he's given you talents, that you're, in, that you're valuable to him because you are you, but you're also invaluable part of the body of Christ. See, the church isn't a place you go. The church is who you are. You're his hand, your feet. You might be his elbow. You might be the uvula. You might be the pinky. Your role is incredibly important. But if you're not engaged, if you're not expressing and offering the unique value for which you were created, if you're asleep, dormant, paralyzed, then something that our God wants to be done in this world is not yet being done. Because you were uniquely created by God to bring value, to offer life. Every time you give, it may not be much, but your gift matters. Every time you pray, you may not feel like anything's happening, but your prayers touch the heart of God. Every time you gather to worship with others, you you may not feel like it in that weekend, but believe me, it matters to the heart of God. 
and it matters to you to be with others in his family because every part of the body needs every other part. You have no idea how much my wife and I need you. You listeners, you have no idea how much your prayers have carried us. I promise you, with everything in me, we're going to do our part. And with everything in you, if you do your part, and every part is equally important to the family of God, and when we do all of our parts, people are going to look on and say, our city is different because the church of Jesus is here. Our community is different because Jesus is is here. The church of Jesus is here. Our world is going to be different because of the church. The church is the body of Christ. You are an invaluable part of God's body. Amen. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Venture Podcast. I hope you'll be back next week as we continue on with week three of I'm In. Join us and be a part of it. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.